my kids. Um, okay, I'm gonna talk for like an hour and see how that turns out. Uh, I am gonna try and keep things like on a on a positive upswing because I feel good. Um, as I drop my phone, um, which by the way, like I'm still I'm still like heavily considering like it's like a a little mini podcasting station and I'm I'm just like wondering how that'll like affect the authenticity of like the the other kinds of episodes that I do this one this of course episode is a little bit more upfront um fast forward we are, we are in the the post the post pregame season I don't know I don't know what this is this is just um I guess the, I guess this is just me following up on like whatever it, it is. Like I said, um, the posting is random. Um, I can't promise this will be like there is going to be a follow up to this one. I was trying to get a mixtape out. Uh, I have been you know I've been interrupted the last couple times I've been, I've tried to um, do um, like some mixtapes and my minimum for a mixtape is like an hour. I used to do little mini mixtapes like fifteen minutes or thirty minutes. Um, but even, like, when I'm at the decks and I'm feeling, like, because of the way that I mix is not just, like, playing one song or another song. It's kind of, like, no matter what kind of mix it is, like, what genre or, like, what the aim is, what BPM, like, it's always got to tell a story. So, I mean, like, I have a really hard time, like, pushing a whole, you know, a whole story into, like, a 15-minute mix when I like to begin a certain way have a have a definite peak or like have a definite middle and then end you know like have a have a certain set end and again um just to reiterate because I was I don't know I can't say what I'm planning on doing because my plan I'm like I'm, I'm in a um transient state where my my uh my plans are gonna keep changing and that's okay like I said I'm gonna keep it on a positive because I don't you know I don't really see any reason to like be negative even though a lot of the things that are happening is negative like I said before the way that I see it is the harder that it gets here or the harder that it is on me for like no reason if I'm not being aggressive if I'm not going like for the for the most part I'm a really easygoing person um I'm really quiet when I am when I'm quiet you know like besides making music or or doing something like that I'm very quiet or unless somebody has like a very high vibration high vibration excuse me high vibration um you know like um conversation that I can get really excited because it's really rare especially um you know in the in the areas that I've been surrounded in um over the past few months it's like very very rare to have like an intelligent conversation let alone a high vibration one you know or even like a like just a a conversation that means anything more than small talk talk about the weather you know uh, a, a lot of people are just negative some people are like on a negative loop like they they're just gonna gripe and complain a bitch and like that they don't have anything positive to say there's nothing positive at all like out of them and so I try to distance myself from those people um you know like in following the simulation theory if you want to believe in something like that just like poopy NPCs that I'm like oh like I get it you're just like on a you're just like on a shit loop and I have to like distance myself from that um so I try not to to sink into that and I try to distance myself from others when I do feel like in a lower 
like in a lower space or like in a in a place where I need to be isolated it's almost impossible to isolate yourself in New York City in any event at all like you're more than likely going to be like pushed especially in like you know economically um like devoid areas like economically struggling areas like you're gonna be packed into a train or a bus like sardines um you know like there's gonna be (laughs) um uh what did i i was thinking i was doing a lot of thinking um last night because there was a lot of like up roar and hostility and energy that was like uncalled for but i actually also expected it because it was the end of a fast that i did not take intentionally it was kind of a forced fast that wasn't that wasn't even like delegated to me in any way it was just like i got so stressed to the point where my body stopped eating even almost to the point where i wouldn't consider it a fast and it wasn't a traditional fast um i was still chugging like a liter of of organic coconut water um once every 24 hours just to replenish my my um electrolytes and hydration a little bit of potassium because i wasn't eating i wasn't hungry like i couldn't even and it was weird because i automatically went into a fasting state without consciously thinking about it um and that's like one of the first times that's ever happened like i have to i have to really hit like a high peak in stress or a high peak in uh in um in discomfort um hold on that's a broken heater and I think it's gonna start buzzing anyway when I turn it off um it's probably gonna start buzzing anyway when I turn it off but I anywho um that's what I mean about the authenticity of this podcast like it's gonna change if I've if I've got like a a dedicated microphone and like mixer uh you know like an interface like most podcasters do I've also thought about taking this podcast into like the like the 2D in the very least, you know, um, and doing it like on camera, but I don't necessarily feel like a, a YouTuber in any way. Um, this, this podcast is more for entertainment purposes and informational. Like I have no other aim or goal with this podcast than to have art that will probably not, or would probably in no other way be seen, be seen. Um, that's that's it like it's art podcast and it's not I mean like because I, I record it from my my iPhone 12 Pro Max which is a few years old now um, but I'm still you know it's to me it's like buying I, I like bought the Mercedes in cash you know so I mean like I've never had to make a payment on my phone <laughs> I don't owe anything on it and that feels good um, you know no reason to upgrade and get like bill credits when you know why fix what's not broken Anywho, um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Well, I have to be in a really, really high, high, high stress um, and pressure to even go into like the because, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, well, you know, hot girls or skinny girls, you know, like, oh, when I get stressed out, I can't eat. And like, these are the kind of girls that get stressed out over a broken fingernail. So it's like, when I get stressed out, I can't eat. And I always used to joke to myself, like, yo, I wish I had that problem. I really do, especially when I was heavier. I used to joke and say, like, yo, I wish I had that problem because I was quite the opposite. Um, And I'm only just now, like, in the past, like, you know, six, seven years getting out of the habit of of eating, like, emotionally or eating anxietily. Um, 
that that also being said like in the past like four or five years I've taken like training and fitness under my under my belt in a way that's like like I'm I'm actually really passionate about like self improvement and wellness um which also breeds hostility in a place where it's not necessarily like the norm um like if you if you see somebody walking through the hood with a whole foods bag it's like what like what <laughs> like did you really just sit on a train for two and a half hours to get that whole foods i'm like yeah i did because um, it's worth it to me um to feel good you know um especially being in a place surrounded by people that don't necessarily do things because of the way that it it feels but because of the way that it looks how other people are going to think about it which is it like when it boils down to it other than getting like the perfect mix down on on like a track or like a or a mix like I don't really concern myself with the way that people are going to to think about me in any way you know like I finally I finally got like a new outfit, like one new outfit because of the way that it was making me feel like just not having, um, you know, something nice to wear and being in public and basically having like my same harem pants from Mexico, which I've talked about before. Um, and it really not bothering me, but like the energy of the, the, um, you know, clothes that I was wearing was starting to, to wear on me like spiritually and physically and it was starting to affect my performance like my gym performance you know like I I was feeling very self-conscious of of you know how I felt more than like how um you know it it does actually have like a huge impact um you know the the way that you present yourself and for the most part I can let all that stuff fall off of me um a lot of the things that have been happening have been kind of like an indicator that i'm being tested on like what is my breaking point where do i snap when am i gonna go off at what point do i become violent and i mean like i'll i'll just like say flat out you know with a trigger warning in the beginning like my baby daughter died in my arms you know um (laughs) like my son drowned not too long after that um i was beaten almost senselessly or rather senselessly by like the only person who I'd ever actually had a romantic relationship with in my life so I mean like I can say that my threshold for pain and my threshold for violence and my threshold for like bullshittery is pretty high like I'm not I'm not necessarily gonna burst into tears because you're flickering the lights or you know playing psychological games like turning on the tv and turning off the tv and and doing all these things to make me flip it's not necessarily going to Um, But, you know, like I said, I've kind of been in an area of, like, high hostility, whereas, um, like I said, I got, like, one outfit. I'm like, I just, I'm like, I just need to be, you know, like, in neutral. Like, I don't necessarily need to look like a fashion model. Uh, You know, I don't, I don't necessarily care. I just need to be, like, a, a neutral and not running around in rags, like, looking like you know, very, very much of a, like, because it it started to affect negatively, it wasn't, it wasn't neutral anymore, at first it was, Um, but, you know, of course, the more wear and tear you put on your clothes, the more wear and tear you put on your shoes, um, you know, like, people started to, like, actually treat me negatively, almost in the, in the same way that, like, you know, like, somebody gets scared and locks their car doors when you get too close, or, like, people jumping when I would, like, walk up behind them calm, you know, like, I'm just, like, I'm not gonna rob you just because I'm wearing these fucking raggedy pants or whatever, like, I'm not, I'm not hostile, so I didn't want, you know, I didn't necessarily want to have a negative appearance, 
um so i mean like like i said I've, i bought like one outfit and like some gym clothes and i've been kicking my ass about it just because i'm like just like a clothes are expensive especially quality clothes that are not going to fall off in a day you know or like one day wash and wear um the cheap shit from china on amazon or whatever that as soon as you wash it, it literally falls apart um but it was cheap and it was cute for like the two hours you get to wear it um you know i'm i'm very big on quality so if I can, I, I like try um, to like not make purchases until I'm sure that I can get like the highest quality of, of whatever. And like I said, this has nothing to do with the way that other people are going to take, um, take me in as a person or take, take me at surface level, but more of the way that like, okay, how many times can I wash this before it fades? How many times can I wear it before it rips? You know, like what, like how, how, um, uh, uh, how practical is it you know um i was gonna try it for i was gonna shoot for economical economical i don't know um but yeah i am i do very much like i said i um before in some earlier episodes i've been exposed to some very um like self-made wealthy people who have these same habits that kind of had that imprint on me very very early in life um as not to um, to do something for the way that it looks, but for the quality and for that, like, how long is this going to last? How, you know, like, how much can I get out of it? Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at in like all facets of my, um, being right now. But I did, I did, um, kind of want to, cause it was, it was crazy. I did that last, um, that last little closer episode for like the pregame season or whatever it was, because the tension was so high. Um, but then it it was nuts. It was like once I said that I was going off air, like it, it like the it, the hostility rose. Like it was like I was immediately under attack, which was is nuts because like in like historically when I go offline and off the grid, because I I do go I do do like a a process of going completely into like hermit mode. Um, you know, like being more in airplane mode, um, even in public. Um, you know, staying away from like public areas that I frequent, changing my schedule um, to the point where I can't necessarily, you know, that I'm not as predictable so that I can't be, you know, like followed or, or harassed in any way. Um, but instead, <laughs> um, going through that process, like with, you know, within like the day that I like announced, like, hey, give it, well, like this is the beginning, this is the end of the, the pregame, like the, the tension actually got higher and it, it was almost as if like it was an attack, like a direct attack. Um, which kind of like caused me to go, like I said, into like a, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what, like I, like I said, I did not consciously think to myself, like, I'm gonna fast. Um, like I've been wanting to, like actually traditionally fast, like a, a dry fast, um, you know, like no food, no water, no coffee, no, uh, no coconut water, no protein. And that also requires like not, going anywhere but as I've said I'm in transitional housing so there's no option to not go anywhere and I mean like with you know I count my blessings um I did get kind of lucky in the way that um like my last roommate Keisha who was sometimes hilarious also was like not um but when she was being hilarious it, it allowed me this kind of space to be creative um, and she was a music person. She had all these DJs, you know, she put me on the FaceTime with the DJs or this and that, and it was cool. 
um, you know, but then she she disappeared, and I have no idea what to attribute that to, other than, you know, she, she kind of gave me, like, hints, you know, that she was gonna do what she was gonna do, but I kind of took it as, like, okay, whatever, you know, like, she'll be back in a couple days, and then when it came down to it, and they came at, like, I don't know, three in the morning, like, yo, where's the other person? I'm like, yo, she's been gone for almost two weeks. And I did not, like, while I could have, like, it was one of those butterfly effect moments where it was like, I could lie and just say that she's out or coming back. But then that could come back on me in in a way that's like, I'm not going to vouch for her. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to vouch for somebody. Um, but that also brings me to my next point, which is like, um, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I've been reading a lot of Robert Greene, and Robert Greene talks about like deception and selective honesty, um, which are points that I guess to the general public are in the way that his book has been criti- his books have been criticized. Um, and I do disagree with Robert Greene on a lot. I actually do because, and it's I, I guess I've given myself like as a creative and as a writer like room to be able to disagree with this person, this you know like best selling author like in a lot of areas, but only, I mean, like, just because of the differences, I think, in perception and the differences in experience and lifestyle. Me being a, you know, what I consider myself to be post-racial, but really a biracial, um, you know, woman that has, for the most part, been battling um, the things that, you know, that a majority of of, uh, colored people have to go through that, you know, um, the their 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 societal superiors don't necessarily have to go through any of these things so in that in that sense like that's the only thing that I can say is like eh, well I disagree here and here because that but a lot of things a lot of you know like the laws of power and the strategies of war have come into play here in ways that I haven't wanted them to but in ways that like made me kind of thankful that it's like okay at least I understand like I do understand human psychology in in a way that this has broken down to this level it makes sense to me I do understand understand war I do understand you know um like the the laws of nature you know and and the way that most people are going to act and and um what's sad about like the breakdown of society and the way that people have been forced to do things um that are counterintuitive to humanity and in a whole is that like sometimes being honest can really hurt you and I've learned that as as a very honest person as a very like as someone that it feels it feels you know as an empath like discomfort in my body like to have to lie um like even a little white lie is uncomfortable to me to the point where I you know like I've I've become at a certain level like numb to the to the way that I am understanding how culture um, and in specifically black culture and again again I'll, I guess I'll emphasize this that I'm not anti-black um, and I'm, I'm also like not pro-black I'm not pro really anything because I find it just as like appalling to be proud like you know like if somebody was like I'm proud to be white like automatically you're a white supremacist you're a nationalist you're a, you know you're this you're that but I mean like or you're racist you know but I find it just as like appalling to be on either side of the spectrum in any in any facet in politics and religion to be like too far left if we want to call it left or too far right you know if we want to call it right it's just so that you know like you can synesthetically understand what i'm saying to be too far to 
either side of the spectrum is not healthy. Um, this is agreed upon in like most fields of science, uh, most fields of science and in the way that most everything is a spectrum. It's never healthy to be too far on either, like in as far as weight is concerned or fitness. It's, it's not, you know, healthy to be like overweight and it's not healthy to be underweight, you know? Um, like it's not healthy to be, um, it's not healthy to take too too much of a stance or a side on anything especially because that's what perpetuates this continuance of a race war a race war that i that i didn't necessarily want to open my eyes to be able to like not be in denial about seeing before i had this experience so again um on a positive note like i'm really grateful for like all my blessings and all my experiences um even to the point where it's like i don't i don't necessarily understand um all the things that were happening that are happening or were you know whatever like like i i can only make these uh i can only say these statements and make these claims with the hope that the games stop you know like i can't necessarily and it's it's what's crazy is i have put myself in kind of like a numb state or like a neutral state and where i am like a very passive person even to the like past like passive aggression like having no aggression at all to the point where it becomes karmic or spiritual or moral in the way that it's like well if there is an aggressor if there is a hostile entity doing all these things to attack me psychologically or physically or or in any kind of way um which is what's been going on me having absolutely no response other than to just like exist in myself makes it kind of clearer for me at least you know even though a hostile a hostile person is going to be a hostile person no matter what so whatever you do they're going to try and attack you and try to get you to attack back which further um which further like justifies their you know if it justifies their their heavier artillery basically um so uh you know me just kind of like allowing myself to be shit on like i said i consider myself post-racial so in a in a in a predominantly black uh neighborhood in a predominantly black society in a predominantly black community um unfortunately like me and my whole foods bag and my organicness and my you know um my my biraciality is very much like a negative thing um, it breeds a lot of hostility. It breeds a lot of negativity. It breeds a lot of jealousy. Unfortunately, this is this has been a lifelong lesson for me. But as long as I want to keep like kind of forgiving and forgetting that, because I do every time I enter a a um, you know uh, a majority black situation, I I kind of just take it at face value that I'm going to be accepted and that I'm not accepted. You know, I'm not necessarily accepted in any community. Um, except for the, an artistic community, which has like more diversity and it has more internationals. And internationals will tell you what is going on in the United States racially is is almost like inhumane. You know, um, the fact that we are so racially divided and so, um, you know, like hostile towards one another. Um, in 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 a sense that's like I I. Um, I have no choice actually but to have like pride um, for my nationality because of my nationality in a way that it's almost dangerous to like be an American and be anti-American and I'm not anti-American I'm not anti anything really 
Um, like I said, I, I just like to exist on neutral. I'm like Canadian. I like to exist on, on neutral planes of just like, well, you don't bother me. I won't bother you. There's really no reason to have any hostility at all. Um, but unfortunately, in the, the, in the American way or just in the human way at all, um, you know, um, I, I'm learning that there's there's always going to be this like power struggler, uh, a fight for dominance in a place where somebody feels like they have more, you know, um, power than you, has more presence than you. Um, and, you know, I'm learning a lot, a lot about like herd mentality. A lot of people, you know, um, taking taking one side or another just based on the fact that, well, it's like, well, this, she, this person's more like me, so I, I'm more... Um, likely to to take their opinion, you know, at, for for what it is, without doing any kind of research whatsoever, or building my own opinion. Um, how people can be like remarkably easily swayed to think one thing or another without even actually understanding, um, or or having acknowledged like the the actual the factuality of any situation. Um, so at this point, like I've I've realized that I'm kind of like a a rare commodity especially in the hood um not to say that like i am the most intelligent person in the hood no but sometimes and a lot of the times unfortunately and it is unfortunate i am the smartest person in the room and that breeds a lot of hostility um like i said that breeds a lot of hatred that breeds a lot of a lot of like a lot of the time um people don't even actually understand like the feelings that they're having they just know that it's not a good feeling the way that i make them feel because of my um you know like my my cleanliness is an attribute that some people just don't have and so they just don't understand that like being around me makes them feel uncomfortable about themselves i've talked about i've talked a lot about being like a mirror um, which I always have been. I've kind of always been that person to enter a situation and show someone their, themselves, you know, in a reflection of, of who I am. And it paints me, um, you know, whatever they are. And if they don't like it, if they're very, very... Like, I, I'm not the kind of person that you can be around, you know? Like, let's just uh, p paraphrase so that I don't go into the whole thing. Um, to paraphrase, I'm not the kind of person you don't you can be around if you're not like 100% comfortable with yourself, um, and especially as I get more comfortable with myself, like I'm finally coming into a an understanding of of my worth, an understanding of of my you know my talents and my skills, an understanding of my uh, my power so to speak, and I don't like to use that word only because like I said, where there's power. Uh, what, what is it from Star Wars? I think it's with great power comes great responsibility. That is true. Um, but for the most part, and even since college, like I learned, I learned how to kind of like turn myself off. And when I did that, I got like incredibly popular when I would just like play dumb, you know, like dumb stoner or whatever, like hang around people that that didn't necessarily have the kind of like wit or intelligence intellectually, but had like other attributes that I could kind of connect to and play play with um that's when I be that's when I had like the most friends and that's when people like thought everything that I did was cool and everything that I said was cool um because I wasn't necessarily being um I wasn't necessarily being outward about my my level of intelligence and in this in this particular situation at this point like I've I guess I've come to a point in my artistry in my 
in my walk where it just like I I think I wrote it somewhere there must be something written on my forehead um, that just says art or that just says uh, you know smart or that just says you know like that it does speak volumes and difference you know um, in the you know the just the, the differences and I don't necessarily pride myself on that because I wish um, or you know what I, I should be careful what I wish for so I mean like while I, you know, while I used to wish, like, oh, I wish I fit in more, or wish I was more like everybody else, I really don't, um, because what, if anything, um, over the last couple days has shown me is, like, how brainwashed and programmed people are, um, to be a certain way that's extremely toxic, so, as I was saying before, I got really very, very, very lucky with Miss Keisha, and I've got very, very unlucky with Miss Keisha because she was also a very, she was, she was a, a type of regression that I didn't necessarily want or need at the time. Like I was like, oh, well, you know, like you're, uh, you know, um, your mental illness can be kind of like contagious in a way that makes me uncomfortable or makes it hard for me to work sometimes or make it makes it hard for me to work around your like you know, you're, um, luckily her, her swings were a little bit easier and I did catch them after a couple weeks that I was like, oh, okay, like I get it. You're going to be up for a couple days. Then you're going to be down for a couple days. And they were not random or sporadic. Um, so, you know, but of course, once I got the hang of her, she was like, yo, uh, I'm getting some money and then like disappeared. And I, I semi expected that, but I also like, I was kind of in a place of not, you know, I had I had put it in my mind that, like, I wasn't going to get anything done, really, um, until the first of the year, you know, like, after the first of the year, um, just because when, like, I wasn't expecting anybody to come pack up her stuff, because I had another roommate that just, like, left for a, an extended period of time, and nobody cared, um, so, you know, it's, it's give or take, it's with the staff, whoever's working or whatever, um, you know, like how high on their horse they feel. Some people, you know, some people are like, I do my job. And some people, you know, just take it for what it is. They're like, I, I still get paid the same amount as you and I'm not doing shit. Um, you know, that's with any workplace. I've had several jobs. I've been the supervisor. I've been the manager. I've been this. I've been that. Um, like, as not to say that I haven't had like two jobs or 80 hour work weeks or ridiculous commutes. And so, when I got this new roommate, which was like a less than 24 hour turnaround time, um, of course, they they came and packed up Miss Keisha's stuff. And I was so I was like, I was like, heaven heard my prayers because I was so butthurt that I wasn't getting any like production stuff done. I wasn't necessarily getting any computer stuff done. Um, and like I said, with the with the with the kind of people that have kind of been following me around, tormenting me like it's not it's not been an ideal like my gym has a beautiful co-working space like it makes it every every bit worth its expense but at the same time like I can sit in any public area and all of a sudden there's gonna be like bodies surrounding me coughing so that's how it's been hopefully it stops but I can say that over and over again it's been like this for years um so I, you know like that's just me like that's you know um like I said, it does seem demonic in nature in the way that, like, if you want to believe about something like that, like, I was almost finally asleep this morning, um, and of course, my roommate just starts coughing out of nowhere, this new roommate, who I'm going to talk about for a little bit, um, with no qualms whatsoever, because she's shown, like, a certain amount of disrespect, 
um, and kind of in like programmable hostility that's been that's you know I kind of wanted to talk about this kind of person um, because I don't I don't necessarily understand like the game I don't necessarily understand why someone would have these very specific um, like very seemingly coordinated type of attacks um, without like some kind of um, without some kind of um, like so, some kind of what is the word that I'm looking for incentive um, some kind of like it doesn't it doesn't really make sense for you to to be hostile or to go out of your way to be hostile or go out of out of your way to fuck with my mind or you know do things that are going to like set off my you know my synesthetic like that are gonna overload my sensories um, you know, which like I said, the staff here is not very. Um, they're they're they don't they should be adhering to HIPAA, but they don't. And so a lot of the times, like when rumors get started, it's through the staff themselves. They're very unprofessional, very uneducated people that have like a lot of you know it's workplace drama, but on the level of like everybody was pretty much raised in the hood where education is not is like a, you know it's a it's a give or take. Most of the schools, from what I'm hearing are overcrowded and and don't have the you know resources that a lot of schools in in uh in better areas have so i mean like for the most part most of the people are in a very small world even though new york is like a big big city um they're very small small world or only even like almost even acting like small town people um and i and i kind of grew up in a small town so i understand the small town dynamic of like not really ever having experienced like some people have never left new york or like the furthest that they've been is like florida or they you know are they're from jamaica or, or cuba you know or something like that and then they're you know that's it um a lot of people have not traveled a lot of people are not well read um but this person specifically um struck me as very intelligent you know and so um, like I said, I have I have a very very minimal level of trust for humans in in any setting at all, and so like the information that I lead with, although friendly, um, all very very friendly and very open and very even excited, um, in the beginning, is is with any like new oncoming relationship or you know um, confrontation comes the. I think like the surface level, like anything that I tell you about myself, you can find on this podcast, anything that, I, which is public information, anything that I tell you about myself, I, you can, like, is, is not, there's, there's no depth in the things that I'm going to share with you within, I mean, like, I mean, like, honestly, in like the first like year, probably in the first few months of knowing you, like there are people that I have known for years that are just now getting to know, like, the depth of my my you know the the pieces of myself that I don't that I shield you know because everything every everybody has to protect themselves um in a certain you know sense um I don't think necessarily because of the violence that I've experienced and because of the trauma and because of the loss that I've experienced I'm not I can't necessarily say that there will be anybody that will reach that level of depth you know um, like I do have very very good friends that don't necessarily have that that depth because it's just not there for me to to be able to trust that like an individual without like a certain display that I wouldn't necessarily ask for um, you know like in any given relationship in any in any given 
um, situation. So that being said, um, this, you know, this person, it was, it was less than a 24 hour turnaround time. They came out like three in the morning to pack up Keisha's things. And then this next person came in like when I was getting up in the early afternoon, because I am a night owl. I will, I guess I can talk about that from the beginning. Um, um, I get up in the afternoons for the most part. I've always been a night owl. Most of my jobs have been graveyard. Like I said, I have, for most of my adult life, at least had two jobs, um, for the most part, like usually like a, a day job and a night job, but you know, the, the night job being like the priority job. Um, that's just, I guess because of, uh, it's not that much of a rare ability, but it kind of is because if you've ever worked graveyard in any regular job, like if you've ever worked graveyard at a gas station, at a hotel or at a gym, like, you know, the kind of people, um, that are a security job, you know, like, you know, the kind of people that work on the graveyard shift. So you, you know, night people. And I guess I'm kind of a night people in that, in that sense that I have the ability to do that. Um, I kind of have the, the kind of energy that if I need to stay up throughout the day and then go back to work again at night without having slept, at least for a couple days at a time, I can do that. You know, a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people are on a set time clock, um, you know, which is it, it's made it easier for me, like synesthetically and like psychologically to battle New York because I never like I said, I never saw myself here and then I never really saw myself having to be in the area which I've been limited to, which like I said, sometimes if you're on a bus full of, you know, it's going to be over capacity. It's going to be packed to the brim and then there's going to be people fighting to get in, you know, like one person might get out at a stop and then like three people get in. Like it's nuts. It is nuts the way that they... Um, you know, so like not having to travel during rush hour times or being able to avoid those those situations where, you know, like it's it's gross sometimes. You're just like rub it up against people because you have to, you know. So being able to be on the like counter side of that has been um, more productive and progressive for me. But the way that I started on a night um, schedule here is and this is why a lot of the time whatever's happening does seem like a very targeted very strategic form of of psychological terrorism is um my very first roommate when i got here had um bruxism which i've talked about briefly but i'll i'll go ahead and, and reiterate the fact that my um my very very abusive relationship was with somebody that had bruxism which was something that i had kind of forgotten until i even got to this place so i mean like things like that you want to forget you don't want to you don't want to keep being reminded of the person that hit you the person that you know has lied on you the person that you know deliberately has kept you like the only person that you love away from you in order to try to hurt you um you know has taken um taken many 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 things you know to try to hurt me and so it's like I don't yeah and then that that uh that kind of shit I don't even know if my phone can pick up on it but it doesn't really matter um like I like I said before it does seem kind of like it seems satanic in nature it seems demonic in nature that like I'm continually attacked by like sounds I'm continually attacked by like this this hostile energy but either way you don't want to constantly be reminded of somebody that hurt you over and over again i'm i'm getting numb to it at this point it doesn't hurt as much i'm just like wow you're such a loser like you're such a loser anywho <laughs> um 
like I said, keeping it on a positive note, like I don't like I don't let that shit get to me anymore because I can't at this point. Like I've progressed so much in my in my journey of like health, you know, like the the only problem at this point, though, I can take accountability for my own actions and for my own like ways. The only problem at this point is constantly being around other people who are sick or constantly being around other people who are toxic. Um, that are reminiscent of that person, you know? Um, when I entered this relationship, I was in a very vulnerable state. Um, I was, like, 19 years old, 350 pounds. So, I mean, like, you got to give the guy credit for, you know, even liking somebody like that. Um, I mean, like, they say that there's love at all weights, but at the same time, we live in, like, Instagram age. And even, you know, like, even in a relationship like that, like, your dude is still looking at girls that are literally a size double zero on Instagram. So, I mean, like, there's a, it comes with that kind of trauma of, like, oh, well, this is my boyfriend, this is my man, or whatever, but he's still looking at the girls that have ideal body types, you know, that are fit, um, that have uh, a level of personal fitness or wellness, because wellness is attractive, um, so that. But, um, let's see, where was I? Oh, well, you don't constantly want to be reminded of somebody that hit you, somebody that hurt you, somebody that lied on you, somebody that has made it... Um, you know, somebody that has caused financial strain, somebody that intentionally caused homelessness. Um, because, like, as I stated before, like, I, I, I was basically not able to rent an apartment because of the eviction, because of the violence that occurred in that apartment. <laughs> and so um, that being said, like, for, for years, and when I was, you know, when I asked, like, hey, can you split the cost of this so that I can get an apartment? He was like, oh, haha, that's funny. No. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, well, you know, you're intentionally making the mother of your child homeless. And he's like, that's good. Bye. You know, like, so at this point, there's no, there's no communication to, to be had. And really, I don't want to talk about it. But at this point, every single roommate that I've had has had um, attributes of this person, which why it seems like a very strategic um, psychological attack. The very first roommate, or, you know, like, a very demonic, very satanic, you know, like, curse or hex, but at this point, I'm just like, yo, you're, like, 500 pounds by now. Um, last time I saw this person, he couldn't even fit in my Jetta. Um, he was wearing, like, a size 9X Naruto. He looked like a fucking Naruto traffic cone. Just looked ridiculous, heavily overweight, um, not, not, ta you know, taking care of himself, and that's, you know, all I can do is, like, hope for the best for this person and for, for the situation to work out in, you know, in time. But that's it. That's all you can do is, is just uh, give it time. It's also very, very hard to, like, go through the process of a divorce when there's domestic violence involved, when there's children involved, and when there's a change of name and address involved for safety reasons. Um, so, I mean, like, ha like going through the actual, like, court process of having any of this stuff documented, like, this person cannot know my name, this person cannot know my address, this person cannot know, like, my, you know, um, for the most part, like, any of the moves that I'm making because it's going to affect, you know, like, his jealousy and his insecurity and his, his wanting to still go out of his way to hurt me is going to affect me. Um, to the point where, like, you know, like I said, for a majority of this time that I was with this person, you know, understanding that they had an interest in black magic and dark arts and curses and, and demons and all this stuff that didn't really necessarily sit with me in any kind of way other than to be like, oh, you're reading, you know, you're reading magic books again. That's cool. You know, like you're into Naruto or whatever. You're into Dragon Ball Z. So it makes sense that you'd be like, you know, into these magical things. But then to go 
you know, further and exiting this very abusive relationship, understanding that, like, and reading, you know, things like the laws of power, like the, um, you know, the 33 strategies or whatever, Robert Greene, like, understanding that I was, like, the victim of his aggression the entire relationship and him not seeing me as an equal or as a partner, but seeing me as, like, an opponent. And that's not healthy in any relationship, but, you know, me not understanding that. Um, and being raised by somebody who is you, who is basically seeing me as the aggressor or being the aggressor to my you know seeing seeing me as as some kind of threat or seeing me as some kind of an opponent opponent from birth, whereas my mother was using these you know these war um, strategies and these you know um, seduction tactics and and. Uh, and and laws of power against me without me even knowing what they were you know it took me like reading the books and understanding um understanding esoterics understanding hermeticism understanding um all of the occultism and in all you know understanding demonology all of these things that i'm now very very well versed on understanding voodoo understanding hoodoo and you know like what the difference is between them like i get it now like the things that can be done to take an action against somebody's life so if that comes down to like there is going to be like a de demonic device used that can actually enter whatever kind of person because they allow that emptiness into themselves so i mean like if that's just from a nutrition deficit or because you're scrolling on your phone all day that's what allows that toxic negative thing to enter you anywho um see yeah you um i was talking about the bruxism but i didn't i didn't even actually remember that was something that had fallen off um for a long time but my first roommate had very very bad bruxism to the point where it was like she was thrashing and like grinding her teeth like all night long um, so I couldn't sleep. Um, I, you know, I had earplugs already with me cause I'd been staying in a hostel in Los Angeles, um, and then an Airbnb. So, I mean, like I always had earplugs, foam earplugs with me from the time that they were introduced to me. Um, like that, oh, this is how they work. And, you know, they worked wonders for me, especially like with my synesthesia and my sensory overload, like I, they worked wonders for me but then it, it got to the point where I was just constantly in hostile situations always having like earplugs on me and um let's see oh yeah well the first roommate had had a very very bad bruxism um the second roommate had very very bad bruxism so it's been eight months that I've just kind of like contoured my sleeping schedule to be like okay well I work during the night because that's when I got like really like heavily um, back into production, back into like, okay, well, this is just like, you know, if I'm not going to get any sleep while this person is, you know, grinding and thrashing around, because it's not just teeth grinding, which is a really horrible noise, if you've ever heard it, it's terrible, it's worse than uh, nails on a chalkboard, it's, it's terrible, it's a terrible sound, and it's really hard to think that, like, that amount of, like, pressure is just being, like, in your jaw, it's actually really bad for the person who has it, because um, eventually all their teeth fall out, like, because it, it, uh, if you don't wear a mouth guard and you don't get it treated, um, like, you know, um, it, you, like, all your teeth fall out from grinding against each other, like, all night long, um, but the first roommate had it, the second roommate had it, so I was already constantly in a state of, like, panic from even being reminded of this traumatic issue, um, but I had learned to kind of, um, I was like, okay, well, I'll just be, I'll just work at night, and I'll, you know, sleep during the day, which worked out for the most part because, you know, when people were returning, I was leaving. And when I was leaving, you know, um, or when I was sleeping, you know, I would have 
as much peace as that warranted um, for for most people's days to be out, you know. Um, and then it it pretty much worked out for like in in the long run in that way um, until my la- my second to last roommate had like a whole jealousy streak over the oh well I work remotely on Monday and Friday and I'm like well I work seven days a week at what I do. Um, because anybody who knows music production, like, there is no halfway in and halfway out. There is no part-time. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm doing this until I'm not doing this, you know? Um, and so there is no, there's really no half in, half out, and half-ass, um, production. Which, by the way, I've also had a knee injury because I am into, like, fitness. I am into wellness. Um, and so it, it was impossible for me to, like, I can't sit with my laptop in the bed because of my knee, like, you know, um, like I, I can't, you know, and with the whole, um, energy that's been surrounding mine, it's not been, um, it's not been easy for me to be in public for any amount of time because like the more, the longer that I sit there, the more people will come around me, the more people come around me, the more people start coughing. Now what I've, I've boiled it down to, like I said, is these people are typically weak in one way or another. Um, whether it's like spiritually or physically, a lot of the people that are, you know, doing it are like extremely dirty, extremely haggard, like they're weakened to the point where, you know, um, this energy, whatever kind of energy it is, can can do whatever it wants with them, and that's like I said, kind of what a demon does. If you want to believe in that, I don't. I don't really care. Like I said, I don't have any fucking. At this point, I'm just like, holy shit! Like I must really be a threat to you, um, to continue to do this to me, to try to hurt me. Um, at this point, it can't hurt me. It can only kind of irritate me, and then in in kind of like make me realize how many people are sick and how many people are weak and how many people are easily like programmable but um this particular situation with this this um newest roommate we 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 started off on a good note you know had a had a couple hour conversation whatever everything was good um you know and until it got down to like oh well you know I work a nine to five and I'm I'm gonna have two jobs and I I'm very empathetic to that because I've had two jobs you know and I've had to do the nine to five and then a you know a ten to six like I've done that before um for a long long time so I understand was very very respectful um so luckily during the week during you know regular work hours like my gym closes late enough so that I'm not really returning back, and it's a two and a half hour commute, two hours, you know, at minimum, um, you know, like one and a half on a really, like if I hit a really good time, but for the most part, the buses do not run on time in the hood, or, you know, it's packed, or, you know, it's not, you know, it's not regular, so you can't, you, you know, it's, it's two hours, um, so, you know, giving her that time, because I have respect for somebody who works, like, okay, like, I'm a creative, and that sucks for me, because for the most part, people don't give a fuck that you're creative, for the most part, people don't see what you're doing as any kind of work at all, they're like, oh, that's, you know, like, but, I mean, like, I see everybody around with headphones in their ears bopping to some shit, like, I can hear the hi-hats on your fucking whatever you're listening to to get you through the day, like, like relentlessly so or unrelentlessly right i don't know i mean like people are 
in their headphones all the time, but they also want to treat mu- like musicians like, oh, well, your job's not that easy or your job is fun. For the most part, not yet, no, because I don't have thousands of dollars to pour into the, like, to make it easy and fun, you have to f- pretty much be fucking dead mouse or somebody or, like, get this fucking half a million dollar mixer or whatever or the Dolby Atmos speakers. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just now learning about, like, passive and active studio monitors and wondering how I'm gonna fucking, I'm like, okay, I need shoes that are waterproof, but I also need a subwoofer so I can hear this low end like the way that I want to be able to feel it because I need to feel it or whatever like I'm not fucking whoever the fuck you know I can't just like look at the I can't just look at the readings because I haven't had the time to be able to commit to it because like I said I'm a colored person who's coming from you know originally a middle middle class but middle class just pretty much after the pandemic is like you know um poverty level um if we're just being honest like fed from lower middle class into the poverty 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 level at you know in my early adulthood going through all of the things that you go through as a black woman which is just like it's standard to have like have been beaten on it's standard to have been cheated on it's standard to it's like standard as a black woman to go through all these like traumas which is why for the most part when i get the hate and the hostility i just let it roll off because i'm like i get it being black sucks like and it's no secret you know even to the people who are the most proudest or the most this or the most that when it comes down to it they still have their gripes about like yo being in this skin color in this country is the hardest fucking thing ever period so when you know people are like hella hostile because they're super black i'm like okay dude like i get that like you're super black i shop at whole foods (laughs) like it pisses you off to even see like a, a hint of of white collaboration on me you know i make techno music there's a lot of reasons why people don't like me Um, And that's okay, because I'm not necessarily aiming to be a likable person. A lot of the people that I admire in the music industry are not actually likable people, but they make very likable music. And the point is that likable music is a staple in most people's lives, whether they're happy or unhappy, Um, whether they're poor or rich. Like, music is a staple in everybody's lives. But when it comes down to it, when you live in the hood, um, especially in transitional housing, like, you being a musician is, like, the least important thing ever. Um, But, you know, I... (laughs) you know um i would expect that if all of a sudden the world ran out of music and i was the only person that could make it which is not you know possible there are many artists in many communities but i think the difference is like i i very much am like working towards being you know what i'm supposed to be like being a creator and being a musician rather than just being like okay well you know, like, you know, going going with the herd mentality of, like, this is what everybody else is doing, like, nah, I'm sorry, like, I'm, I'm not gonna sit at whatever minimum wage job for however many hours and then spend two hours there and two hours back just so I can spend $600 on the Nike store and the rest on my bills, like, that's, that's not, you know, but that's the norm in these, in these parts, you know, um, like I said, it's just, it's, it's very hostile, I'm not, like I said, the most likable person ever you know i'm very lovable i do love myself which also breeds hostility because it's you know it's it's basic human nature at this point robert green or whatever you know self-help author if they're really being honest is going to tell you that like you loving yourself is going to make other people hate you regardless and at that at this point like it's just more of a, a a sign of good things to come for me um but um when it comes down to it and I'm almost done because I have to um I have to move on with my day and it is almost an hour 
I'm getting close to wrapping up, and uh, I think I can probably, I can maybe go an hour and a half at most. Um, I was going to try to mix um, so that I could kind of like polish this little, because it is, I'm not going to continue to do this, especially when, you know, you get to a point in being a creative or being an artist where you're being pushed, and it's like more content, more content. Um, but you're doing it kind of out of like, you know, um, artistically, like for your own artistic growth. But when you reach the point where you're no longer artistically growing and it is increasingly hostile for whatever reason, um, you you kind of take a sit back, you take a step back and you realize that like, look, I'm being pushed, but I'm not being paid. And I would never use this series as like a, I would never use this series as like an ultimatum of like pay me. Um, you know, like, continue to sponsor me or this or that way, or I just, like, won't. Um, but at this point, like, I'm not, I, um, I'm not gonna continue to allow myself to be manipulated in a negative way, um, because it's not, because at this point, it does become, like, political. Um, but this, this newest person, and I will wrap this up, because it's, it's almost not even worth talking about. I won't name this person, because, like I said, like, um, this person is, is considerably younger than me, so I think that um, with age, and I'm not like a huge ageist because I know that there are younger souls and older souls, and to be honest, she seems like an older soul, um, and from, from what she's told me, she's, you know, studying psychology is cool um, and all that stuff, especially because mental health for black people is almost non-existent, um, period. Men the, the mental health crisis is out of... Uh, is out of control um, to, to the point where it's just not, you know, it's not even like really worth it to, to talk about. It's not on anybody's docket. It's not on anybody's, um, it's not on anybody's like list of priorities. Like this, this election season, they're going to push immigration, which, you know, is also technically, I mean, like if you want to look at it as it supports our economy, like in the ways that it doesn't, because I'm seeing it happen from the ground up. Like, cool, they're going to push immigration, you know, they're going to continue to push in some states like abortion or whatever, which is crazy. Um, they're going to continue to push the same thing, same things that they always push. But the point is, and I'm, I hate being right about this every four years, is that, you know, like the racial tensions in this country get berserk. Um, and so that's how you know, like, that's how you know there's going to be like a round of elections coming up. Um, but either way, um, there's no way in, in a systematic in a systematic world of like psychological terrorism there's no way that i can really protect myself rather other than to say that like okay whatever like i said the worse it gets in this world or in this realm for me like the better it is eventually you know um i i didn't necessarily even want to break my fast in that same effect um i wasn't hungry like i walked into the whole foods market like what the fuck am i even getting in here um i don't want anything <laughs> Um, because it's, uh, I wasn't hungry and I wasn't necessarily even ready to break the fast, but I wasn't, I also am not in a, it's, it's very, very dangerous, um, to even fast and then like be in an environment, be in a public environment. So one, I'm in public housing, not cool. Two, I'm in like constantly on public transportation or in a public place, which is like, you're not supposed to be fasting. And like I said, it wasn't a traditional fast anyway, but it still came with a lot of like the spiritual, um, it still came with a lot of like the, the spiritual manifestations of being in a fasting state. Um, especially because, um, I did something else you're not supposed to do when you're fasting is I like, I kept on my training schedule. I wasn't necessarily, I did run, I did take a couple runs I think like maybe one or two 
um, and I kept lifting, you know, at my regular rate, and I stayed in the sauna. Um, things that you're really not supposed to like push sauna is cool like you can be in the sauna for as long as you want fasting as less unless it's a dry fast and you know um like for anybody who's actually doing this if you're dry fasting and and doing the sauna thing that's at at that point you should at least like alert somebody that you're doing something like that or have somebody nearby because that that's very very dangerous and not something that i recommend like medically physically um, that's just, that's an older tradition of, like, the indigenous peoples, you know, um, in Mexico, they have, like, the Temascal, and, uh, you know, in other indigenous cultures, they have different ways of, like, literally, like, a sweat shack, you know, um, because that's, it releases, like, certain chemicals or certain components of your, your brain that are not necessarily available to you without doing such um and and you know uh but yeah we could talk we could talk about um um that stuff all day but at, at this point i think it's like um i don't know it's pretty safe to say that like i'm being targeted like i'm being attacked continually um at first it's things like that that make you feel crazy that it's like oh well the world's not out to get you or the world does not revolve around you but I think that, um, like I said before, without being too cocky, like I'm nothing short of incredible. I have lost over 250 pounds. Like I do make changes to myself that most people only talk about making changes, you know. I, I do, like, do these things without, you know, um, like too much to do one thing or another. Like, I do make improvements to myself that most people only talk about doing or say that they're going to do but never do. Uh, whether it's for one reason or another, just getting my heart broken into pieces, but either way, like, it's still, it, you know, it still motivated me into a place where I'm, for the most part, like, a, a an almost entirely new being. So to continually be drug, you know, drug back into the past or be reminded of somebody that hit me, you know, in the face, to the point where it's like, I couldn't even openly admit that. One, because, like, I did lie for that person. So that is on me. I take full accountability and responsibility. You know, I said that I, I hurt my face working out. Um, and like, it was like nobody believed me, but it was like, okay, if you're gonna lie for this kind of person, these are, this is gonna be the, um, you know, this is how it's gonna play out just so that you can learn your lesson the hard way, uh, you know? And so I did, and so I've learned my lesson in, in the way that it's, I don't really necessarily, um, I don't see myself in the same like mindset as a lot of people for that reason. Um, I'm very, very um, tentative. I can't say flighty, but I, I understand even just the movement of energy in toxicity. And so now um, co cohabitating with a very, very, very toxic person um, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's just the fact that um, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I, I respect anybody that's in the workforce, the nine to five or the two job people. I respect those people because for the most part I've done it and my creativity has been pushed to the limit of where I no longer even have the, like I'm past the point of no return. Like I, like I, I'm in entertainment. That's what it is. I've been in the industry for like going on six years. That's what it is. Um, like what, whatever part of the industry, whatever part of the, you know, industry I'm in is what I'm in, whether it's at the lower levels or the mid levels or the, you know, the, 
the high levels that everybody wants to fucking kill each other over to get to, but it's obviously not that great because once you're at the top, like everybody in the world is going to come for your spot. Everybody in the world is going to try to bring you down. Everybody in the world is going to have some something to gain from you, something to get from you, some some kind of gain in like taking you out of your spot. So I'm learning a lot about that here, I guess. And this is at the lower level, so I can only imagine like that like as it gets higher it gets harder so i can you know i can only just kind of sit back and say like okay well at least at this point it's not hurting me you know i have cried like a majority of my tears like i might i might get a psychic tear every now and again you know um for but for the most part i'm just like oh well whatever like you're you're showing yourself to be stupid and unintelligent and hostile in a way that's like i'm not doing anything but you're being consistently aggressive um, so for the for, for the majority of the week, I've, you know, came back from Manhattan and fasting too. So it wasn't hard for me to just kind of like put my things down and then put myself in a meditative state, not necessarily sleeping because I am, my body is programmed to like be up until, you know, sometimes sunrise until after six in the morning. Um, because when I've been allowed to work, when I've been like unchallenged, that's what I'm doing. I'm usually like in Ableton or some some part of my computer doing something, moving things around, organizing things, collecting sounds. Like I, that's that's a majority of what I have in my computer is just music and sounds and trying to organize them to best suit my maneuverability for DJing or for performing, not even just DJing anymore because now it's getting to the point where I can do like on the fly production. Like I can actually like incorporate, you know, some of the percussionary things that I'm doing like into my sets and it's cool, you know? Um, so I'm like, I, I am growing a lot as an artist. Um, so in times where I haven't been challenged with this hostility or with this energy that seems to not really want to do anything but keep me um, from working, Uh, and I can't, and I cannot see in the dark, um, so that has been, you know, like, I can, um, to a certain extent, but it's gonna strain, it's gonna make me strain, it's gonna make me really tired, and then it's just gonna, like, be this, like, drain, you know, I at least have to have a lamp on, um, but yeah, I let this person, um, kind of, I gave it kind of, like, a trial period to, like, um, to see how it would go, to see, like, if I was just neutral or didn't make any requests or didn't say anything or didn't do anything, like, how pushy is this person going to be to try to control me or try to, you know, um, put me in my place? Because, I mean, I'll, I'll say it, like, women are, w- women are nasty to each other anyway, but there is a, there is a certain level of, like, black girl nastiness, one on, like, black on black hate. Um, so, I mean, like, that, I was like, okay, well, some, you know, something's gonna, you know, let's just see how it goes without me doing or saying anything or being any kind of way. Turn the heat off. Okay. You know, like, okay, well, once you let somebody control you in a certain way, they're going to keep pushing. That's what this person did. Um, so I adjusted my schedule around that instead of coming in and working on the computer. Um, I came in and I meditated and I, I was just already in a high stress state you know so I was fasting so it wasn't hard for me to just like lay in the bed for for a couple hours or maybe get a couple hours of sleep um you know in into the the morning and fasting also has like a a really um it has a strenuous effect on your body to the point where you're not especially if you're working out or whatever you're not necessarily like full of energy you're not like spry in the morning you know you're like uh okay like it takes a while 
um, because the energy that you are building through this kind of spirit, like the spiritual cleansing or fasting, is a spiritual energy. So it, it has a direct focus and it has a direct result. Um, but it it also like your physical energy is lower. It takes a little bit longer to. I'm gonna coffee. Uh, I'm gonna coffee myself. <laughs> Um, before I go out into the, the fucking coughing world. And at this point, it is the time of year where people are, like, more than likely to have, like, the flu or, like, I don't know, acute bronchitis, which is the kind of fucking coughing demon that people with, like, stage three lung cancer, uh, coughs are the people that fucking, um, like to seek me out in public and sit next to me for whatever reason. Um, (laughs) yeah, but, um, it is the time of year that I'm just, like, expecting... It. And like I said, it can't really hurt me anymore. However, um, so for the first four four days of this, um, I came in. I was fasting. I wasn't even really intending to, but I was just like, okay, well, whatever. Um, you know, I'm in a I'm in a kind of state of bliss. I'm in a state of of calmness. Um, but on the fifth day, I was like, oh well, like I need to eat because I had to. Like, I literally, and I don't, I don't even know, I can't even say, like, where it came from, but it was like, yo, just eat, and I was like, yeah, true, like, alright, because it's more like, I want to be able to perform at my best at the gym, I don't want to be, like, on a minimal level of energy for, like, extended periods of time, I was also running out of my, my really good protein, like, the one protein I can use as a meal replacement, um, so I was like, okay, like, yeah, like, a lot of proteins are good for supplementing, but for meal replacement, there's, you know, very, very few proteins that can actually, like, I can just have a shake and be cool. I usually have to at least have, like, a shake and a salad, you know, or a shake and some broth, and then I'll feel, like, level, um, you know, but um, there's one protein that does it for me in the way that I can just shake and not have any, um, you know, I won't, I won't feel like I'm missing something. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, break this fast or whatever. And like I said, going into Whole Foods, I was not even necessarily like hungry. I was just like, what the fuck am I getting in here? Oh yeah, I'll get this. I I really like this, uh, this macro, uh, macro bowl from Urban Remedy. I really like everything by Urban Remedy, but their shit is like, it's like $10 for a protein shake. It's like $13 for a salad. It's nuts. But at the same time, um, I think their their little motto is like food is medicine. And that's true. And like every time I eat something from Urban Remedy, it's it feels good. Like that, you know. Um, I, think, I think to the point where before I realized their little motto was like food is medicine, I was like, I... I think I had like a protein shake or a salad by them and I was like yo I feel good what's in this and I like read the bottle <laughs> and it was like food is medicine and I was like oh yeah okay um but yeah Urban Remedy is like definitely one of my faves um because their shit is fresh and it, it is medicine it feels good so I grabbed like a little fucking Urban Remedy bowl but I wasn't really like I wasn't too like sold on the like and usually at the end of a fast I'm looking at the cupcakes I'm looking at the fucking croissants. I'm looking at the tater tots like, yeah, let's go. But like I said, you can't you can't break a fast and go straight to cupcake. Like you can't break a fast and go straight to tater tots. It's going to wreak havoc on you. Um so I grabbed like a macro bowl or whatever. And um my, you know, my my rest days is like, okay, well the gym closes early anyway. 
um, I can typically take like a 24 but no longer than 48 hour rest with as much as I'm lifting and as much like actual physical energy I'm exerting blah blah, blah I can get all this stuff done I will have the focus to actually sit down at my computer and of course as soon as I do that um, this person has a problem like this person just has a problem period I don't know what it is but it's a problem um, but last night's little debacle um, kind of kind of made me and I was still in a fasting state so I was able to like focus and observe on the way that she was acting it almost seemed as if she was being like um manipulated to do so or coerced or like programmed to do all the things she was doing and and by that I just mean that like um like being very provocative in the way that you know um I had only noticed that when I would come back from Manhattan in the middle of the night at like one in the morning sometimes one thirty-two. um she was still up on her phone so I didn't think that it would be a big deal to like sit down at the desk and work like I told her that that I was going to do um so most of the time she's like up on her phone anyway until like later in the morning so I'm like okay from observing this behavior over the past week I can I can surmise that I am not the word I'm not I'm not the one keeping her awake you know, she's awake on her phone on her own. Um, but it became more apparent that it's more just a game of power with her. And I don't know, I, I don't know why an individual would all of a sudden take that hostility upon themselves with like no coercion or no kind of, um, you know, no, no kind of, um, like I said, uh, incentive. Like it almost seemed as if she was being, um, you know, incentivized to to um, to get on my nerves or to keep me from working, because um, as soon as I sat down, of course, I'm I'm like watching the Da Vinci Code, um, eating, because I'm I'm not just gonna stare off into space eating, and as soon as I like get ready to actually work, is when she it, when she magically had a problem with me, like with the light on. Oh, when are you gonna turn the light off? I'm like not for a couple hours, and that's when it became like a a huge you know. Um, it, it became like this whole fight of like, well, okay, well, I'm just going to turn the TV on, which I had told her, hey, I would just prefer if when we're both here, which should be almost never, if we're both here together, like that the TV's not on. And so, of course, she's she's being like passive aggressive in this way of like, now I'm going to turn the TV on or I'm going to blast the volume. I'm just like, okay. Um, so since I couldn't necessarily do the first thing that I was, you know, doing, um, listening to music because even with my extremely expensive headphones that I went the extra mile to make sure that I had like the best for um, for low end monitoring like I'm really trying to get this bass thing this bass music down pat um, yeah um, so I, I went above and beyond to get the, the closed back um, you know they are noise isolating they are like top of the line professional grade headphones and she's blasting the tv at like 70 something uh, to the point where you could hear it in the hallway I'm like okay well I guess I'm not doing any fucking like listening or I'm not doing any anything that I was gonna do so I'm I'm just gonna make a mixtape and that was a, that became a huge deal um, but like I said I've been in many at this point I've been in like many power struggles with many roommates that at, at one point or another have wanted to challenge me or wanted to fight me um even though I'm in I'm like never in an aggressive state like I'm just never that mad for the most part I'm by the time I get back I'm like 
I've worked out. <laughs> I've, you know, like I've been in my music. I'm in my fucking, you know, I'm in my mode of just being like neutral and like passive to the point where it's like, what is this hostile thing that wants to keep me like away from my music? You know, like I do one thing, it does another. Um, as soon as I want to get like progressive in my music, like, or in my, in my, um, in my production like it it's like this antagonistic force that i'm just like holy shit like whatever sent you is like is a very small thing you know like it's a very small being it's a very insecure person or insecure entity or that i i'm actually that much of a threat to somebody that you're you know like because it doesn't seem it seems very programmed um the way that this person was moving the way that this person was acting the way that this person um, was speaking seemed very coerced and then um, to take it a step further um, to like continue to set me up and then and then lie um, on me about things that I was doing or um, you know like turning lights on and, and off and saying that I was doing that and, and really like the more this person pushed the more into my music I got but the more into my music I got the more this person pushed to keep me distracted from my music so at this point like I and somebody said it to me the other day too because I I bought a pair of um of like red glasses and actually you know what I'm not gonna lie I was just seeing the color red a lot which made me like panic and and gave me like a lot of anxiety and and gave me like a lot like a really negative feeling and I remembered um, my first pair of like red glasses that I ever had actually, um, they actually made the color red disappear. Um, and I noticed this because I was driving at the time and when I would wear the glasses, I, would, I could not see red lights. Um, but these glasses are a little bit different. So actually it just makes everything red, which is fine because it over, it like, it like desensitized me. Um, to the color in general now I can't see color at all which is actually really helping with my synesthesia um I've done I've done like few like a few trials on this before like I've worn blue glasses I've worn uh yellow glasses the yellow ones were really cool um they were really like mellow yellow for sure um I do want a pair of those um Anander had a pair of yellow Ray-Bans that she let me wear for a while and that um really helped my synesthesia and really helped the sensory um, from it because most of my sensory is from synesthesia like flashing lights and sounds everywhere um, you know and for the most part that's how I'm being attacked so I know that at this point it does seem like it it seems organizational you know um, and I can't I have to take actions against you know letting these things hurt me because in the long run it is going to affect my musicianship negatively like if I just completely desensitize myself to synesthesia I'm not gonna make the kind of music that I, I want to make, and maybe that's the point. Um, maybe it is, you know, the truth that my, you know, my past relationship had such a negative effect on me that this person just by any means doesn't want me to succeed in music. I don't think he's that powerful though. I think that the more weight you gain, um, the more control you lose, like if, if it's not like muscle, you know, the more, the more fat you hold on your body, like the more actual control you have to manipulate your your outer world. Because if there's anything that I'm learning, the more powerful that I get, like the more the more power I have over my body, 
the more power I have to manipulate, like my, like to, you know, instantly manifest certain situations or to manipulate my external environment, you know, to, to build this, this 3D world that I'm very much living in. It all comes from within. I have no, I have no qualms about that. So, I mean, like, I, like, um, I will wrap it up because it's getting close to an hour and a half. Um, I, I don't have any doubts in my, in my power and my, my ability um, to create and my ability to perform and my ability to connect with people in a positive way. Um, although I've become kind of withdrawn, like I'm still very approachable. I'm still very friendly. Um, even though I'm not, I'm not necessarily filled with hatred, distrust, sure. Um, but I think that's, I think I've built like a safe level of distrust. Whereas as a child or a young person, I maybe had an unsafe level of trust. Um, you know, for, for my formative years, which, which is great. I mean, like the person that I was very, very sweet, very open, very loving, very silly. Um, and I really miss that person a lot, but the person that I've had to be, um, the person that I've had to become because of the amount of, and I'm, I'm really learning about trauma and stress and pain. People who are broken and people who are, you know, like insecure and people who are, um, in pain will do whether they're intentionally doing it or not they will do as much as they can to keep everything around them dark you know will keep you know to suck everybody around them into a black hole or for you know misery loves company that's true um i'm not necessarily i'm not a miserable person at all for the most part like i just like it when the sun shines um you know i'm i'm easily um I'm easily not necessarily desensitized but reprogrammable in the way that like I woke up happy today last night was horrible I woke up great today um even though my roommate was still being aggressive and you know like playing loud whatever videos on her phone or whatever or slamming shit around to try to wake me up I wasn't sleeping so <laughs> so it wasn't bothering me necessarily I was just kind of like meditating you know like having my having my um my mantras and my healing stones and and just kind of being in like the mess that was created kind of looking at like how how i i don't know just kind of like reflecting on like wow like this is a really toxic person and no matter what i do uh, they're going to be toxic i can't talk them down i can't level with them there's no level once you've like you know um once once you've gotten to a certain point there's no like mending it there's no fixing it there's no level of uh, you know trust that we can have between one another um like i said i'm not the easiest person to live with but after all of this um hostility and all of this violence and all of this fighting with roommates by the time i got to this last one i've just kind of like i've let everything go and just like whatever you're gonna do to me is what you're doing to me and this is this is the way that i think about everything at a base level like if you're a white supremacist and your entire existence is to try to end mine then that's on you like that's karmically on you like if your entire existence is to flicker lights and turn the tv on and up so that i can't like so that there's no peace if you're if your entire existence is to disrupt my peace that's on you karma is real like think energy like that comes back around and i mean like she told me she was 22 i don't know if that's the truth i told keisha i was 42 she believed me we're black so i mean like we're black enough to the point where it's like you know 22 and 42 can look the same a lot of the time just because of the amount of melanin in your genetics um you know but that being said like stress and pressure and trauma and the way that we treat our bodies also wears 
on us you know negative energy also wears on us um you know just sometimes sometimes i get like caught in a negative like gaze because i'll feel something negative looking at me and i'll look up and somebody's just glaring at me so for the for the most part i keep my hair hidden because that's like a, a huge um thing like the whatever the consistency of your hair um the color of your skin and i'm not that light skinned um but within the black community there is a color system there's a colorization of you know light skins dark skins you know they all hate each other everybody hates each other um everybody hates each other anywhere you know it's just that i think um some people are more socially developed in the way of like robert green of like smiling and hating you at the same time which is more socially acceptable it's more politically acceptable it's just more it's more it's more socially acceptable but in in a you know in a socially distraught area there's not i mean like there's a lot of pc red flags you know there's not everybody's politically correct not everybody's grammatically correct not everybody can read not everybody can write um you know there's not and you know um like i said without it being too political um i think the whole point of like somebody coming from somewhere else to have a better life is great um but as long as they treat the place and the people with respect so for the most part um you know like i don't have any qualms on immigration i actually support it in the way that it supports is supposed to support the economy on paper um but also like you know seeing the way that a lot of um shelters are being emptied out and turned into immigration shelters also seeing how a lot of these people are like negatively affecting the system financially by taking advantage of the system and the way that they are um uh, they they don't throw away trash so i mean it's kind of like um it's it's kind of hard to see cuz i actually do care about this country as much as it sounds like i don't i actually do have like a certain level of like respect after having traveled outside of the country and then coming back like understanding like the the infrastructure of of living in a first world country um though it can have like dramatically devastating effects like economically as far as that's concerned that's getting a little bit more political but like don't come to my country and like throw diapers and trash everywhere and like be rude cuz you know um most most countries below the border are also racist um you know don't don't be rude and ostentatious and throw trash all over you know what i consider still being an indigenous american like to be a sacred land like there's already so much bloodshed and so much like treachery and so much hate and so much war that's happened on this land that was taken from a peoples that were, you know, basically just annihilated, like demolished. Um but like I said, I I do believe in like ener- energetic karma in a way that's like like I said, and by the way, I'm saying all this with a a grain of salt and understanding that like because I know all this and because I understand all this because I I am what I am, I may never be, you know, um I I may never have notoriety for my music which is not the aim of my music. Um and the only reason why I would want to build a catalog that is uh worthy of notoriety is to leave, you know, behind something to my son. Now, more the now that I'm getting like more into like the legal aspects of things, like it is it's it's extremely hard to like write out a contract that says like, "Hey, like in the event of my untimely death, like everything that like it's it's it, you know, it's going to be hard to be like, "Okay, well, here's a trust, son." Um but like I with without 
being able to ensure that like not a penny goes to the person that abused me you know um without without um you know there's there's a lot of red tape and like the legality of things and the paperwork it's hard enough to just you know like to file um like there's there's so much paperwork and shit but i mean like when it comes down to like assets and really the only asset that we have um is a person and that's it's fucked up when somebody can actually use a person as a tool to try to manipulate you um which is what's been done so you know just to wrap things up like karmically like things like that under the you know under the eye of god or the eye of anything don't go un you know unseen and so like i don't i don't really necessarily worry about the things that are that are happening to me i don't necessarily worry about the targeted attacks I don't necessarily worry about the psychological terrorism to the point where I'm learning the effects of, of you know, these things. Like, I, I think that one of the interesting things about me as a person is that I should have snapped by now. And in many ways I have, but like has always like improved me. Like, yeah, I snapped. I snapped six hours at the gym a day snapped, you know, um, like I snapped. But it's like now I just not going to touch processed sugar because I see what it does to you snapped. You know, like I understand like, you know, I understand mortality. I understand immortality. I understand that like the fear of death for for some people is greater than the fear of God for most people you know and the fact that I don't have a fear of death I seem to have like an anti-death sensor um (laughs) I seem to I seem to be um remarkably like unkillable um yeah like like at this point I just want someone to murder me like not suicide no no we're past suicide I'm actually you know like I've I've uh I'm proud to say that I'm like you know I'm post-suicidal in the way that I can still like reflect on how it does seem easy from the very bottom trenches of the world and from the very bottom of the barrel of life how just killing yourself makes sense but I I also see that like once you pass that threshold of like having the power to 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 um to overcome your enemies or to overcome your fears like i don't i don't fear death so i was like uh like you're gonna have to murder me i'm not gonna take myself out just because you're coming up to me and coughing whatever you know like even if it is money in your pocket to continue to flicker lights and turn on fucking tv and fucking do whatever the fuck you're doing to distract me eventually i'm gonna get past that and the worse you make it on me the better it'll be in the future because balance is the thing too so i mean like you know i'm I'm just kind of like do your worst like you're gonna have to kill me i'm not you know I'm, I'm not ever gonna make the first move i'm not gonna throw the first punch but if you're gonna literally be an aggressor and continue to attack me i'm just gonna let you because at that point whatever comes for you after that like y- you may even kill me you may succeed but whatever comes for you after that in doing so in the way that you were the aggressor and you were hostile for whatever reason you were the harbor of hate like whatever comes for you after that is beyond me you know um and whatever comes for you beyond that like has my back because i'm gonna go to a better place when i leave this money world that's racially you know divided and driven by materialism and and you know um kind of shielded and blinded by vanity um so for for the most part i'm cool 
you know um these these red glasses really are chilling me out i feel hot to a certain point when i have my glasses on i was actually just trying not to see the color red um but but now everything is red and in that sense it's almost like seeing in black and white um which is cool you know like not black and white because that's how the world is and just like oh i'm i'm so sick of it um, to the point where it's like, okay, I get it, like, you're gonna hate me no matter what I do, so might as well just be more of myself, you know, um, but, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that's it, there's, there's nothing more to say about it other than it's just like, um, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them, um, I, you know, whatever, whoever's motivations are for being just kind of like, I'm sick, you know, it is, it's a sickness, and not that I don't, um, recognize my own sickness, like I said, like, I'm, at this point, yeah, like, a textbook psychopath, to the extent where I'm not gonna go out of my way to hurt somebody, though, but I can understand, like, the things that I've built upon myself in trauma, I can understand the psycho, uh, like, I can understand, like, the, the, the psychosomatic effects of what's happening and I can understand like the psychology of like you know um of the kind of people that have the the um that have it in them to act a certain way you know um I'm not for any amount of money or any amount of of anything any kind of incentive gonna go out of my way to hurt somebody period um and that you know, alone is going to work itself out. Like I said, if she said she's 22 years old, um, she could be lying. Um, but the, in, in this world that we've been given, you know, in the world that we've, we've had to come up in, um, you know, there's no, there's no sense in, in acute honesty or, um, you know, there's, there's, it's only going to hurt you. People find, things like honesty to be a weakness people find things like honesty to be a vulnerability people find things like honesty um in this environment which is hard to adjust to it's hard to adjust to um like being in a den of wolves you know um it's hard to adjust to being in a in a consistently hectic consistently chaotic consistently um consistently dog eat dog you know so it makes you understand it definitely makes me understand rap music um a little bit more you know it definitely has opened my eyes to like the holy shit like like i said i'm not drunk so i'm not gonna listen to this but i get how like you're you're you've conditioned yourself to be in a mindset to where this makes sense to you you know the uh, like yeah like being in in you know in black world it's so to speak has has created this profound effect on um you know people's um people's intentions with one another has definitely dwindled down humanity to the point where it's like dang like uh all right i'm not you know i'm i'm certain at this point after 30 years that i will not ever fit in on either side because when i still walk into a majority white situation i'm the black and when I walk into a majority black situation, I'm mixed, which is, you know, something to be um, hostile about, something to be um, something to be negative about. Uh, gives gives somebody the chance to say, oh, but, you know, like let's let's pick on this one. Um, and so it's like, I think 
it's become an advantage that I'm being picked on because at this point I realize like, oh, I am special. That's good. It may not ever, you know, suit me in one way or another, but it does suit me in the way that's like, dang, sometimes it sucks to be right, you know, um, building that, that um, very much earned level of, of slight cockiness um, with, with way more humility than cockiness um, on, that, on that same note. Like I've gotten way more humble pie um, in this environment and in this situation than probably anywhere. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm actually really grateful for the process, grateful for my blessings. Um, anything negative that happens to me, I'm just like, oh shit, like you're toxic, that's fucked up, but you know, it all works out in the end. It all goes, it all goes somewhere, you know? Uh, most negative energy just gets returned to sender. Most negative in- intentions just returns back to that person with a greater force, you know? Um, so I can't do anything but to continue to be grateful for what I do have. Like I have made, um, extreme progress in health, you know, um, extreme progress in my, in my financial situation, in my living situation, extreme progress in my, um, musicianship, my artistry, um, in, in my writing, you know, um, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm okay. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm more than okay. I'm good. Um, and so in that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep being good. I'm going to let this go. This might be the last one. Like I said, I was going to try to do a tape, but at this point, I just kind of want to, um, I just kind of want to um, take things one day at a time. Um, maybe if I can find the little piece of a mixtape I, I, I did last night, um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and maybe I'll put that here, but this is all... This is kind of just a follow-up. Uh, I promise I'm not a shitty person. I mean, I'm not all the way a shitty person. Um, and hopefully I can just kind of let this bullshit fall off. I try. I'm trying. Um, I'm trying to stay good because I'm, I'm good. So, yeah, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening and all that stuff. Um, take care of yourselves. Happy holidays. Um, please, please take care of yourself. Like whoever's listening to this. Um, and just know that I mean that from a place of sincerity. Um, to take care of yourself. And that's, that's the best thing that you can do to, to you know, uh, to change the bad things about the outside world that you don't like. Is to be good to yourself. Um, so with that, that's it. Signing out. I don't even have a name. Um, <laughs> I don't have a name.